Well, good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, I'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is to set aside time for your team to get real work done. We're also going to be having our chat with Christina. We'll be looking at a couple of innovative products that are out there at the moment. But right now we're going to have a chat with Ivan Skeynes from the Hunter Region Business Hub and talk about the value of business awards to your business. Good afternoon, Ivan. Good afternoon, Julian. I'm pleased to be with you. Well, thanks for joining us. So there are lots of business awards around these days. What are some of the benefits for a business to enter the business awards? Let's talk first of all about um, uh, promotion and external profile. For a business to enter and to uh, be a finalist or a winner in the awards, there's an uh, excellent opportunity to use that as a way of promoting the success or the um, value of a business to customers, to suppliers and others. And that's via social media, via websites, even uh, by email, as a footer on the email, mm. promoting those those successes. So um, in the first instance, it's a very good way of promoting the value and the worth of a company or an organisation. Uh, internally, um, it could actually uh, provide an opportunity to reflect upon how your your business or organisation is going. So that's a chance to see whether you're progressing as you want to, um, are your objectives and what you want to get out of the business still the same? Because they're the sorts of questions that are, um, are, are usually asked in business award um, application forms. Mm. And of course, uh, some of them are almost uh, a mini business plan too, aren't they? Well, for some people who have got, for some organisations that have got a business plan already, the um, the application for an award would be um, little more than reproducing what's in the existing business plan and putting it in the application. Yeah. For a business that doesn't, or an organisation that doesn't have a business plan, or have been thinking about doing one for a while, it's actually a chance to make a start on that and to use that same information in the application. Yeah. Um, the other way of, um, the other big benefit of, um, of um, business awards or being involved in business awards, it's a great way of saying to your, um, your staff or your um, uh, shareholders or your directors, you know, you, we're all doing a good job, and let's mm. celebrate. Um, let's celebrate that achievement, and um, that's a really powerful message to to send to the team. So, so the Hunter Region Business Awards have been around for well, twenty six years now, um, and, they have, and yes. the time's well, coming up again. Uh, what's involved in entering one of those? Yes, well, I'm specifically involved in the um, Hunter Region Business Excellence Awards, uh, and. Um, the uh, the application process is an online application, and um, there's a series of questions for entrants to um, to complete, and um, it's a way of um, of the judges finding out uh, what the business or organisation is like, and um, as well as that, uh, there will be a process whereby uh, businesses will be visited by. Um, the judges as mystery shoppers, 
And um, that's a way of getting a real insight into um, what the business is about and what the performance of the business is like. So really it's a two-stage um, a two-stage process. The application, which is done by the business themselves or the organisation themselves, and then the, the judge's visit. So, so what type of businesses can apply? Any, any kind of business, really, um, uh, Julian, anything from, um, say, people involved in tourism and hospitality to internet-based businesses, um, trades and industry, and uh, home-based businesses, Aboriginal businesses, new businesses is some, uh, some of the sort of categories I'd like to promote. But um, I'm using the word business uh, general in general um, throughout this interview, but there's also a category for um, not-for-profits as well. So mm. community, community organisations and others who are operating some sort of enterprise, um, there's also a category for, for those as well. So when I use the words business, I'm, I'm talking about organisations yeah. as a whole. But as well as that, there's also, um, as well as business awards, there's also category awards for customer service, for... Um, uh, young entrepreneurs for business women and business leaders and as well as that there's an overall business excellence award as well so lots lots of categories so and it's open to business any businesses in the hunter region correct yes um, Newcastle Lake Macquarie the rest of the lower hunter and the hunter as a whole and really the focus is on both small and medium enterprises um, mm. in that area. And um, we're, you know, we're very keen to have as many applicants as possible. The, the deadline for applications is the, um, uh, in, at the end, specifically the end of July. And um, uh, so there's a bit of time, um, there's a bit of time left to do the application. The application closes on the 28th of July. And um, so there, there is time to, to have to get your entry in. Then, uh, sometime in September, there's a, a presentation dinner. Yes, there is. That's going to be held at Cessnock this year, mm. and that's where um, the winners are announced and the, the um, trophies are given out. Yeah. So it's a lovely, um, it's mm. a lovely event of celebration and. Um, and recognition as well, and you know, really, the Harbert um, Curry uh, is um, keen on promoting the winners all year from September onwards. So, you know, the profile is the profile of winners is great. So, uh, if people are interested, I su- suppose if they Google uh, Hunter Region Business Awards, they're going to find the uh, uh, address to get to the application. Yes, um, certainly that's the case. Not only uh, not only the application, but background and supporting information yeah. as well. And um, if there are any questions that aren't um, answered in the um, in, in the information, by all means, make a contact with um, the hub at Curry, and okay. there are, are contact details there as well. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Ivan. We'll keep uh, we'll keep in touch and see how it's progressing. Oh, fantastic. Thanks, and thanks, Julian, for the chance to promote the awards. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ivan Skane's there with uh, Business Awards. The Business Awards are a good idea for businesses to be in. As, um, it really shows credibility and uh, recognition of what people are doing. If you're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM, time to have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. 
Good afternoon, Julian. How are you on this rather chilly day? Um, I'm nice and warm at the moment. It's quite warm in the studio, so that's good. That's really good. So we're going to have a look at a couple of uh, innovative products again this week. We are, and I thought very um, much business-related, but a little bit surprising potentially at the same time. So I don't Mm. know about um, the listeners, but my keyboard often has uh, little bits of fluff or, you know, if I happen to be eating um, while I'm tubbing, which I don't recommend to anybody, um, sometimes a a couple of little, you know, pieces of... of, um, Crumbs. ...peanuts or crumbs or something can, can sneak their way down the keyboard. So I came across this week a jelly cloth. Mm. which is can easily reach the gaps in keyboards, in computers, laptops, even, you know, in the car, in the mm. car vent, mm. places where you can't reach. Mm. So um, the structure is it, the reu- it's reusable material, um, and it kind of grabs onto dust, hairs, food, all that kind of stuff which, um, which gets stuck in those small gaps. Uh, and it can be very environmentally friendly, and it's easy to clean. So I thought there's a few companies actually making this jelly cloth, uh, and they're available, quite quite available through some of the online sources that uh, that that are available to everybody. So I thought that was a really um, cool little thing to to start with because we've all got the laptops and the computers that that often need that internal cleaning. And it's um, a great and idea I, because uh, there are some keyboards out there that fail because uh, of having those uh, that dust and crumbs in there. Right, you know, and, and the first iteration of the new Apple keyboard had quite mm. a few problems. Mm. So, you know, people were actually having to take their laptops in Back, quite often yeah. to get them cleaned. Yeah. So, um, but you know, to their credit, Apple kind of have um, the rectified the problem, and yeah, as they do. Um, so, the other product I've found this week, which is in the you know en- environmentally friendly again um, area that we find ourselves in, uh, and we're we're in the era of keep it cups, and everybody hopefully is taking their own cups with them to work, etc. But there's a, a young nine-year-old. He's a dyslexic young boy. His name is Max, um, and what he did, he devised a, a cup that encourages game playing. So. Potentially for the children who've got limited opportunities to play games, and so they can play these games if their parents are having a cup of coffee or if they're having a, a you know a hot drink or a cup of soup or something like that. So the mug actually comes with a basketball hoop. It's, a, it's an extension. You can have it on or, or not have it on. It doesn't matter. But you, what, what it encourages um, people to take aim with a, a sugar cube or a cracker or a piece of bread that's going to go in a, in the soup. It's got a really nice shape of a basketball and the imprints of a basketball, and we know that basketball is a sport, particularly in Australia, that is increasing. Um, mm. But this this was a, an opportunity found by a nine year old yeah. um, with dyslexia, and I thought that was quite a quite a remarkable thing. It's you know mm. reusable, um, it's gamified, it's gamified, you know, hot drinking. So I thought that was quite um, quite a clever clever thing for a nine year old to come up with, and apparently this young child has several patents uh, that he is involved with. Well, good ideas can come from anybody, anywhere. That's right. And we are totally diverse in age, you know, sex, Mm -hmm. gender, everything. So it's really Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Um, The third thing I found this week comes on the back of being in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago. And in Amsterdam, you see people riding bikes everywhere. I was actually gobsmacked at how many bikes. Every person in the city must have a bike. (laughs) <laughs> but not only that, there were people that were, you know, doubling, tripling children um, on bikes and, and people are looking at their mobiles and playing music and there's no such thing as helmets. Mm. But what I found this week was a, um, a a bike that you can actually put, you can extend the front bar and you can put up to two 
um, baby seats on it. Not, uh, not so much babies, they're almost toddler size. Mm. So it's inspired by, um, by the Dutch and it comes, so it's almost like a stroller, but you're on a bike wheeling the stroller. And you can have the, the two, it's a three-wheel cargo bike and you can balance, um, balance the children on the front of the front. stroller and you can see over them. So often with the baby um, chairs back. and everything, you, can't, you don't get great access. Mm. Yeah. So groceries, whatever, it's really, you know, it's quite, quite a handy invention. Yeah, and uh, I mean, with a baby on the back, you can't see them, whereas in front of you is a good idea. I think, yeah, I think right. we should be wearing helmets, though. I, totally. And you know what? It actually drove, like, I was not a fan. I'm a bike rider. I was not a fan of the helmet when it first came out, and I really do not like helmet hair. And there is an in- innovator out there somewhere who can make a really nice bike helmet, <laughs> let's face it. But having watched all these, um, these people riding without a helmet, it gave me a fresh appreciation of the benefits of riding with a helmet. Mm. But I must say, I was quite astounded um, at the way that bikes, trucks, horse and carriages, um, taxis, you know, big cars, little cars, they all shared the road, trams. Everybody okay. was sharing common spaces, pedestrians, everything. It was quite remarkable how everything mm. worked. Mm. Great. Well, thanks for your time again. We'll have, have a chat again next week. I'd like to get myself one of those dual keyboard cleaners. Have a great week. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with uh, some interesting little products that are coming out. It's always amazing. The, uh, sometimes the, the, the young kids can see these ideas that we can't always see. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. Time for our Harvard Business Review tip. And as we said earlier, set aside time for your team to get real work done. As a leader, it's your job to make sure your team doesn't get burned out. One way to reduce the stress and help people focus on what really needs to get done is to schedule uninterrupted work time. When people get distracted, it can take at least 20 minutes to refocus on the task at hand. Encourage people to set aside an hour or more each morning for quiet, proactive work. There should be no interruptions during this time unless it's an emergency. This means holding off of meetings and limiting email and, of course, mobile phone messages. By making this a group goal, you could increase people's collective focus and prevent backsliding. You can also help your team break larger projects into smaller tasks that can be accomplished in the amount of time you set aside for strategic work each day. Once they start using this time effectively, their productivity will improve. Some interesting comments there, isn't it? Well, thank you for being with us for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the benefits of uh, entering uh, local business awards, and there's many of them here in the Hunter, and some are coming up soon. We've also looked at a couple of very interesting, innovative products. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to have our uh, family business segment. So we're going to be talking about family values and business success with a human relations expert, Darren Fogarty. We'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24 hours a day. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.